Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Good evening, 6 o'clock at KSL News Radio. I'm Jeff Kaplan. Mostly cloudy, 39 degrees, KSL's top story. Utah lawmakers are supporting a bill that would make it illegal to release the name of a minor homicide victim without parental permission. Think back to just over one year ago, a shooting at Hunter High School left 15-year-old Paul Tahi and 14-year-old Tiavani Lopati dead. But their families say they learned about the deaths from local media. I found out my little brother passed over the news and by our fellow classmates People we went to school with, staff members who were scared to tell us, and we didn't even find out by our own parents. It's not fair. The families testified before Utah lawmakers that they didn't want this to happen to others. So Representative Candace Perucci's bill would make it so police have to first get parents' permission before they can release the name of minor victims to the media. She says it's not a silver bullet, but it's a start to protect people's privacy. Amy Kobabe, KSL News Radio. Utah Highway Patrol pulled over a driver in Tooele County yesterday. They say he had hundreds of pounds of pot in the van. KSL.com reports a trooper pulled over the driver for making an improper turn and then smelled the marijuana inside. The driver was arrested for possession with intent to distribute. A Utah TikTok influencer with 4 million followers is facing a possible lengthy prison term for domestic violence charges. Salt Lake County's district attorney has brought five charges, including three third-degree felonies against Taylor Frankie Paul. She was arrested on February 17th after police responded to a neighbor's call about screaming in Paul's home. The police report says a video shows Paul throwing metal bar stools at her boyfriend and accidentally hitting her five-year-old daughter with one. KSL legal analyst Greg Scordis says Paul is very unlikely to get the full prison time or fine, but could still face some weeks in jail. Peter Johnston, KSL News Radio. KSL News Time 602. Students were on hand as the Supreme Court took up the president's loan forgiveness plan today. Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. Deaf students and protesters rallied outside the Supreme Court. 22-year-old graduate student Mikeisha Wells has more than $60,000 in debt. It's an issue with our system and it perpetuates things such as racism and food insecurity. And so it's really important for all of us to bond together to kind of fight for this relief that we deserve. Six Republican-led states are suing to block that relief. They call it government overreach. The high court is expected to issue a decision in the next three months. Emotional testimony before a House Homeland Security hearing on immigration. The Associate Director of Immigration Studies at the Cato Institute told lawmakers border policies have unintended consequences. Border policies have failed victims by making drugs more potent and deadly. Congress should focus on helping drug users, not banning immigrants. David Beer says drug traffickers have switched from heroin to fentanyl because it's stronger, which means that they can make fewer trips and make the same money. 
Children who survived the mass shooting in Uvalde joined in a gun reform rally at the Texas Capitol. Among the speakers, fourth grader Caitlin Gonzalez, who remembers hearing the gunman's first shots. He opened the doorknob, he banged on my door, he shot at my door, and a bullet went over my head. Uvalde survivors joining gun control advocates in calling on lawmakers to address the gun violence epidemic. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria Shaleos, KSL News Radio. A bill that would eliminate signature gathering for candidates has passed the Utah House, but was yanked from a Senate committee this morning. This bill would eliminate signature gathering candidates if someone got 70% at the party's convention. Sponsor, Representative Jordan Tusher, pulled it. I didn't want to present in committee unless we had a compromise. But no deal has been struck, largely with Count My Vote, who says anything below an 80% threshold is a non-starter. Tusher says he'll only bring it to the Senate if they do have a deal. Everything's on the table. We're just trying to figure out what makes sense, where we can empower the caucus convention system, but also ensure that everyone has access to the ballot. Lindsay Ertz, KSL News Radio. More weather models are starting to show that the wet and active weather pattern we've been experiencing along the Wasatch Front could keep up through mid-March. KSL meteorologist Matt Johnson has more. This type of scenario would bring a, we're in a cold wet pattern, this would bring a warm wet pattern. So that would right. this would be more of a valley rain mountain snow scenario bringing plenty of snow. Matt tells Dave and Dejanovic we get a break from the storm today, but more snow is on the way in time for tomorrow morning's rush, maybe an inch or two. Governor Cox wants the EPA to do something about the US magnesium fact refinery which is one of the area's biggest polluters. Governor Cox wants the EPA to include the refinery on the Great Salt Lake southwest boundary to become part of a non-attainment area here in the Wasatch Front. Ashley Sumner with the Department of Environmental Quality on what that means. Uh, Utah has several. Uh, this particular area in question is not meeting air quality standards for ozone emissions. Last month, a NOAA study claimed the refinery could be responsible for up to 25% of winter pollution buildup. Sumner says making them part of this non-attainment area would allow DEQ to help. However, U.S. Magnesium President Ron Thayer tells me the study was, quote, totally erroneous and that they are still waiting on the state to contact them about the study. Adam Small, KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.